welcome back to another episode of Our Maryland's Politics and Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Leatherberry. Today, we'll be talking about biking and alternative forms of transportation with Kim Lamphere of Bike Maryland. Transportation is becoming a hot topic for the Maryland's midterm elections. While most of the conversation centers on highway expansion versus boltering public transport, other forms of accessible, sustainable transportation options for commuters are coming into the fray as well. Biking is arguably the most environmentally friendly and cost-efficient mode of transportation for commuters in urban and suburban areas. However, legislation regarding bike sharing, biker safety, and cyclist infrastructure don't garner the same attention as other endeavors to improve the transportation crisis that we've seen in Maryland. Both Baltimore City and Howard County have invested millions to improve cycling infrastructure with the hope that these improvements will entice young professionals and families to live and ride in Maryland cities and towns. Even with this enthusiasm, all too often it's bikers versus cars, with bikers, drivers, and pedestrians being unclear on cyclist laws and city plans. Kim Lamphere, Advocacy Director at Bike Maryland, joined me at Atwaters in Catonsville, Maryland, to shed more light on the benefits and struggles of expanding bike accessibility in Maryland. Here to speak with us more about Bike Maryland is Kim Lamphere, Advocacy Director at Bike Maryland. Thanks for joining us, Kim. Thank you, Tracy. It's really good to be here this morning. Let's start with... What is Bike Maryland? How did the organization come about, and what is the overall mission? Bike Maryland started in 1990. We were originally called One Less Car, and our goal was to allow people to live either car-less or, as we say, car-light. Being able to bike and walk and use transit to get to work for shopping um, and to bicycle and walk around our communities for recreation and health. I know that a lot of people can think that biking is scary, especially when we're talking about uh, transportation and commuting specifically. I was looking at the website and it says that you all address cycling issues. Um, What are some common cycling issues and uh, do they only affect those on bicycles? So the biggest cycling issues that we have in Maryland not only affect cyclists, but generally affect um, pedestrians as well and, you know, help to really build strong communities. Uh, We look at access to mixed-use paths, separated bike lanes, like we've seen the growth of in Baltimore City, which keeps bicyclists away from cars and off the sidewalks to give pedestrians their spaces well. In the Maryland General Assembly's uh, this past session, we worked really hard to pass some complete streets legislation to get the state of Maryland through the Maryland Department of Transportation to really look at complete streets so that everybody has their place on the street. And when everybody has their designated place on the street, everybody feels safer and can commute and recreate and get to places however they want to. How does Bike Maryland help educate Marylanders on transportation issues in the state? We work primarily with the Maryland General Assembly um, to educate our elected officials and our policymakers on whether it's 
increased penalties for drivers, more money for infrastructure. The more money we have, the safer we can make bicycling. Um, and that's a huge push for Bike Maryland. And we use our legislation as one of our tools. We also work with local bike advocacy groups around the state from Baltimore through Montgomery County into Frederick County, up into Hartford County, to give our local bicycle organizations the tools that they really need to be able to do good work in their communities. Because it really takes that combination of a state and local effort to create a good transportation system that includes everyone. You touched on this a bit. Are there any other benefits for just improving the infrastructure and the policies related to alternate forms of transportation? Being outside is just fun. You know, we're sitting here today on this beautiful morning. It got a little chilly last night, so it's just, you know, you walk outside in the morning, and what a great way to go to work when you can breathe in that great air, whether it's walking to the bus stop, whether it's a five-minute bike ride to work, or for some of the more intense people, you know, they could ride 20 miles to work in a, in a morning. Um, but it just, it really starts your day off right. It puts you in the right frame of mind to work. It gives you, you know, your exercise for the day. And if you have to drive to work, you might want to come home and take that ride in the evening or, you know, go for a walk with your family in the evening. And having safe, inviting places where you can go and get dinner, an ice cream cone or whatever it may be, just makes our communities more vibrant places to live and be. You said that a lot of the education is to legislators. Um, this past legislative session, what were some of the most important issues that Bike Maryland focused on and were there any big wins or losses this past year? Our big win this year was definitely our complete streets legislation, which had two parts to it. One, um, most of our state transportation department is going to have to implement complete streets and take a closer look at bicycling and walking when they develop our roadways, first of all. Part two of that is helping local governments to be able to build up their infrastructure. And then we also looked at a couple of pieces of legislation to, one, clarify laws for drivers to make it easier to pass cyclists across a double yellow line. Then we had legislation to help um, provide protections if you as a cyclist or a pedestrian are struck by a vehicle and increase the penalties to the driver, including requiring them to appear in court. Um, that particular piece of legislation passed the House unanimously. We're working to get it passed in the Senate next year. I'm curious, all of this sounds really good. It seems good for communities. What's the main pushback that you all usually get when you're presenting the benefits of biking in Maryland? So one of the biggest pushbacks we've gotten is from elected officials who think that it's all cars all the time, particularly lately from our Maryland Department of Transportation. Governor Hogan has made a promise, for example, to put a bike pedestrian path on the new nice bridge down in Charles County, and the Secretary of Transportation has indicated that they may be walking away from that. So we 
need our elected officials to really step up and take biking and walking seriously as a catalyst for recreation, for healthy living, for tourism, and to really make Maryland the state that we all want it to be. As you said, biking could alleviate a lot of the transportation woes in the area. However, some people view it as solely a leisure activity for certain classes of people. Does Bike Maryland work to spread access and usage to all communities? I know that you mentioned a few counties that you all work in, but for example, in Baltimore, where there are lots of cars, (laughs) what sort of things do you all do to educate all populations that may not see biking as something that would be useful to them? So Bike Maryland supported legislation that will ticket um, and provide increased penalties for drivers who park in a designated bike lane. Um, This has been a problem, particularly in Baltimore City, areas on Pratt Street, which is a big commuter route around the Inner Harbor. If a car is parked in the bike lane, then that means a bicycle has to move into traffic. That creates an obviously less safe environment for the bicyclist. So we really were also looking at what we call last mile opportunities. So if you're, say, a mile from a transit station, how do you get there? Is it safe for you to walk? Is there bike share that allows you to take a bicycle to the transit station? But what are those facilities there? And if you drive through Baltimore any time, you know, especially during the summer, you see kids on bikes all over the place, either playing on their bikes or you know, going somewhere. So it's such a low-cost transportation option, and it's fun. So it's a really good opportunity for bicycling in the city, and we want to make sure that it spreads across all of our communities. How can our listeners get involved with Bike Maryland? So if you're interested in getting involved with Bike Maryland and joining our 19,000 supporters and 2,200 members, you can go to bikemaryland.org and sign up, and we will definitely welcome your help. You can, con- If you've got specific questions, please feel free to contact us. Thank you so much, Kim. Thank you for having me this morning. That was Kim Lamphere, Advocacy Director of Bike Maryland. If you want to learn more, visit their website at bikemaryland.org. As always, thanks for listening to the Our Maryland Politics and Policy Podcast. See you next time.